Hi, it's Bill Bishop, and welcome to actually the very first episode of Big Idea Television, at least in its new incarnation. So, uh, and the whole idea of the show is that I'm going to interview people who have uh, created a, what we call a new factory, and they've got lots of big ideas, and we're going to chat about marketing and innovation and the future and new ways to do things. So, uh, so this is a Special one for me, of course, because it's the first one, but it's also because I'm uh, here with my son, Douglas, um, who uh, is going to tell you, say, so Douglas, uh, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit and just tell us what your business is, what's your new factory? Yeah, so uh, I'm Doug Bishop, uh, Bill's son, and um, I operate uh, and own Larksburg Farm, which is a uh, organic, small-scale organic uh, vegetable farm in Quebec. So we operate uh, in the Gatineau region, uh, just outside of Ottawa. And we grow vegetables and cut flowers. And we've been doing that for three years now. And that's with you and your partner, Leeks. And that's with my partner, Leeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm just showing a picture there that you can't see, but I'm showing everyone a picture of you. Great, okay. So um, yeah, so I wanted to chat with you guys because what's always really interested me about what you're doing with the farm is it's not a normal traditional farm, right? Um, you're using all these different techniques and, and that's why I think of it as a new factory because um, you know, you're creating something that's creating much better quality product, the food, and you're using less resources, uh, which is really the very first rule um, in my book, uh, Dancing with Robots, it'll just show right here. Um, very first strategy for the new economy is get a better result using less resources. So that that's really what what you've done there, Doug. So so tell us about how you how you do farming compared to an old factory farm. Tell us yeah, about well, that. you might think of like an old factory farm as being you know the cornfield that you drive past in the country um, where they're just growing one type of crop and they're doing that on an annual basis and they may cycle through just two different crops that are not really even sold for food to a consumer in the grocery store. They're actually just processed and made into all sorts of products um, that are shipped all over the world. So what we do is completely different. We grow you know, a huge variety of crops um, as well as a huge variety of flowers. And we do that on a very small scale. So the farms that you see on the highway that are 100 acres, um, we only grow on uh, two acres. So it's very um, high intensive. Um, it uses mostly manual labor, uh, so we cut out a lot of the uh, reliance on machinery and uh, we do it all ecologically. So we grow things uh, without abuse of pesticides. Um, we do lots of um, things that are really good for the soil. So building up organic matter in the soil is very important to uh, the longevity of a farm. And uh, so we do a lot of practices that, um, that benefit the soil biology and the, the life in the soil and also the greater sort of ecosystem that surrounds the farm. Um, so the farm is not just a self-contained organism, it actually exists in in this, um, you know, very complex ecosystem beyond the farm and within it. Um, so those are all sorts of things that we, that we have learned about and have tried to um, incorporate into how we, how we grow food. And then we just basically sell direct to consumers. So we have a subscription um, for our vegetable boxes, which are uh, weekly vegetable delivery. Um, so customers come to a designated pickup location and they pick up our, uh, the organic vegetables directly from us. 
And then we also go to a farmer's market, which most people would be familiar with. Um, so that's part of, uh, it's, it's sort of interesting because it's, these are a lot of methods that are in fact, old factory um, that kind of predate um, sort of the mechanized farming system that we're more familiar with now. Um, and so actually in a way it's, we're going back as opposed to forwards. And so, but in some ways it is innovative, but also in some ways it is also honoring the, uh, the more older traditions of, of farming as well. So mm -hmm. it is an interesting topic to talk about the farm in relation to the old and new factory. Um, yeah. The new, uh, sorry, the new economy or the new, uh, uh -huh. So, so it's factory. like, it's like an old, old new factory. <laughs> yeah. Right, and, exactly. and that, that's really cool. So let's, let's just start with a few basics here. So, um, mm -hmm. so what kind of, what kind of food are you growing? Like, what are the different kinds of things that you're growing on there? Yeah, we mostly focus on, um, well, obviously things that are grow well in Canada, but mostly we focus on, uh, like leafy greens. So salad mix, arugula, um, as well as like a lot of fruiting vegetables, like tomatoes and peppers, cucumbers, um, so those are all kind of like the favorites of, of the customers that we have. Um, so we try to focus on growing those really well. Yeah. And then we supplement that with a lot of other things like root crops, carrots, radishes, turnips, um, as well as like cabbages and broccoli and things like, things like that. So Right. So, yeah. so as you said, uh, with a traditional factory farm, you're make, usually making one thing, like, right. like 500 acres of lettuce or something. Um, in your case, there's a whole mix of things that you're doing, right? Um, so that's quite a bit different. And then, and the other thing is that it's organic, or at least yes. in some definition of that, right? Yeah, so, we're certified organic. Yeah. So, what would be a, the best way to understand the difference between organic and non-organic uh, food from a farm? What would be the best way for yeah. someone who didn't understand that to know? So, well, the main thing is that we don't use pesticides um, or herbicides. So on a conventional farm, they would use both. Yeah. Um, one to deter te uh, pests like insects and the other to kill all of the weeds. So the corn that you see growing is resistant to the, um, the herbicide that they use. Um, so they spray that pretty liberally. Um, and then a lot of that herbicide ends up being kind of washed away or um, becoming harmful to the surrounding environment, but then also being, you know, washed into our into our water supply, into our lakes and, and, and rivers, um, which which is really damaging to the greater ecosystem around the farm. Right. Um, so we don't use any of those uh, chemical inputs. Um, so that's like the main uh, key difference. But there's also a, a number of other things um, that go into organic farming that are quite different. Um, but mainly the chemical inputs is the, is the key uh, key difference. Right. So, I mean, in, in fact, if you're eating those vegetables, you might actually get the best. You might be eating the pesticide, <laughs> at least traces of it. Right. No matter how much you yeah. wash it off. I mean, no matter how much you can wash it, you probably will still end up getting some trace uh, trace amounts of uh, of pesticides. Um, right. So. That is, that is an important um, distinction with organic. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's, it, it's got to be healthier. And then, and then the other thing I've noticed, it's just much more delicious. You know, I mean, it, and I'm not just saying that because you're my son and I, <laughs> you're giving it to me. But um, but it, it, there's a marked difference in the quality of the, like a tomato, for example, like that I buy right. in the store. You know, like that's what I've been used to. And then I get one from you and it's like a different food. Like it's just so much more delicious and I'm assuming nutritious too. 
Well, a big part of that is that um, the food that we grow is all grown in soil as the main medium for growing. Uh-huh. Um, so you you will see a lot more now uh, these hydroponic operations uh, popping up, and that's kind of like the newest you know cutting edge technology for agriculture. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time, that that food is not being grown in a medium like soil, which has all of the trace elements that you're looking for in the vegetables. It only has um, the bare minimum of what a vegetable requires to grow. Um, so you're not getting a lot of the, you know, things like um, copper and these like very, very uh, boron, things that are in very small amounts in soil don't exist in the growing medium that they use in hydroponics. So they end up not tasting as good because our, our tongues can actually tell if a tomato is has uh, all of those nutrients that we're looking for that our bodies are looking for like our our bodies have been have evolved to tell us when something is is good for us or not so wow that's really fascinating so um i mean that was something that kind of a light bulb that went off for me it's so obvious right but um where did all of the good stuff from the tomato come from or whatever um it's coming all, from what's ever in the soil are, are, are from the nutrients that are, that are in the tomato that's in the soil that come from the soil, but right. also come from yeah the, the sun, the sunlight energy. Yeah, um, yeah. making those make, right. photosynthesizing and bringing those nutrients into the plant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a traditional uh, sorry, a traditional farm, that soil is just being used over and over again, and they're just throwing fertilizer on it. Yeah. Right. And in your case, you're not using fertilizer. We use a, an organic fertilizer. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of crops do require um, a certain addition of nitrogen to grow uh, oh. to be a healthy crop, um, which is not a, that's because we use uh, an organic fertilizer. There's not an excess of, of phosphorus and potassium and nitrogen that you would find in like a, a synthetic fertilizer. Right. Uh, so they they put that on um, too liberally, and then that becomes damaging to the environment because of runoff and and things. So the organic fertilizer that we use is uh, is it doesn't uh, have that same level of nitrogen that um, could be damaging potentially to the water table or whatever. Right. Um, but right. Uh, most of the most of the time, that that is a misconception that organic doesn't use fertilizer. But in fact, the vegetable growing that we do, because it's so high intensive, it does require an extra boost of nitrogen usually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's pretty pretty interesting. Um, so I realize I don't need to wear my headphones. Um, so. Um, so the exciting thing is that for the last few years you've been renting land essentially to to do your farming, and then this week you're actually gonna you're buying your own farm. So why don't you tell us about that and your and your vision for that? Yeah. So on Wednesday we're actually officially signing the uh, the papers to get the, the possession of the property. So that's really exciting. That's coming up uh, just on Wednesday. So uh-huh. uh, basically we're tr- we're looking to buy a farm in the same area. Yeah. Uh, right now we rent land um, at an incubator farm. Um, so hopefully this year, over the course of the summer, we'll be able to start developing that land because basically right now it's just um, it's just a pasture. So there'll be lots of work to do to kind of turn that into a working farm. Right. Um, but over time, hopefully that'll become a really incredible organic farm in the region. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll take a few years to get there, but uh, this year we're going to kind of work on getting the fields prepped and then hopefully also be building a, a building that we can live in and also operate the farm out of, um, So which is really exciting. So there'll be a store as well, right? Yeah, so we're going to have an on-farm store, yeah. but also a, a, all the, the 
the things that we need to process the vegetables, like a, the walk-in coolers and sinks and spray tables and all that stuff. And then above will hopefully be an apartment that we can live in. Right, right. So I'll be like a, a totally self-sufficient and self-contained business there, ultimately. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, and hopefully most of our sales will eventually come from the store as well. So we don't have to leave, this, leave the farm as much right. uh, to market. Mm -hmm. um, but in the meantime, we probably will still continue to operate the farm in a similar way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, okay, so so as an entrepreneur, um, and all, most of the people watching this are entrepreneurs, um, what, what would you say is your biggest challenge with this kind of business that you know, you ha you're having to deal with? The biggest challenge for sure is uh, accessing customers um, and, and trying to find those kind of lifelong customers for our CSA program. Yeah. Um, because it's a pretty big commitment, most people aren't really looking for that. Um, and so finding those ideal customers has been something that's been probably the most challenging so far. Yeah. yeah. Beyond and the actual farming element for running the business, that would be the, the main uh, challenge. Right, right. And in, you know, in, in, in real new factory fashion, um, you have customers maybe at the markets that you go to, but you also have members who are signing up for your, uh, what do you call it, a CSA, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then so they, they're, and how does that work exactly? The membership? Right. So they, uh, the customers will pay upfront for the membership for the year, and that'll be for like a 20 week um, period of time. And then so each week we'll deliver a, a box of vegetables um, that they'll come and pick up um, on a weekly basis. Um, and that's just like a, a, a diversity of things that are seasonal, whatever uh, we have ready uh, for harvest in that week that we'll give, we'll give to them. And uh, basically that allows us to be able to have the money that we need at the beginning of the season to start running the farm. And, uh, and then they basically are paying ahead for the vegetables that they'll receive over the course of 20 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that money they, you can count on. Yeah, right. You've already got it in the bank. On. And that's so that's a very important element to running our farm. Yeah. Is that we have that support early on. Yeah. Versus going to the farmer's market every week and not knowing what you're going to sell and and having to plan ahead with just the farmer's market, which is what we did in our first year, um, which was fine for that year. But um, this is this is a much better model. But it also means that we do have to deliver over the course of 20 weeks. So it does put a little bit of pressure on us as growers to be able to have enough produce over the course of the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's really cool. And then another question, um, we're gonna get into talking about the robot book in a minute because you've read a bit of it, um, yep. is uh, just as somebody who's been running a business for a while, <clears throat> um, if you were advising other people who are starting a business, what would you? What would be your best advice to them? It doesn't matter whether it's a farming business, but just, you know, you say, Oh, you're starting a business. Just make sure that you do this or don't do this. Like something that you would like, some kind of advice you would have for somebody starting a business. What would you say is the advice you got? Anything? Yeah, I would say um, identifying your key customer at the very beginning. Uh -huh. um, so not thinking too much about what you do before you think about who you're actually serving. Um, so that can be anybody. If you're in any industry, think about that specific customer type. It can't just be um, the general population. It needs to be focused on a particular person and personality. Um, and then designing your business around what, what works best for that in, uh, individual. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in your in your case, then who who is that? What does that profile look like for you? For the vegetables, we identified um, people who have uh, young children are generally people who are looking for the type of vegetables that we're growing um, for a number of reasons. Uh, usually, those people are also younger, so they have um, you know they generally have a more a better understanding about what we do and also the value that it has, but also that they have young kids so that, you know, that they want to feed their kids lots of healthy, delicious vegetables. So that um, is something that we can provide to them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just, that's kind of our main customer. Um, but we also have, you know, lots of other customers who don't fit that type as well, but right. um, we've identified that as being our key group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's very good. So um, young families. Yeah, yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about the robot book. I'm just showing a picture of that on the screen here, just because a little bit of a promotion for me, I guess. But this book just came out uh, uh, basically last week. So um, and then I sent you a copy right away, um, and then you've been uh, kind enough to read a bit of it. So so what what's uh, what's your takeaway from Dancing with Robots? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a great um, kind of look at our world and how it's changing. Um, and it's very philosophical, really. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty smart approach to kind of dealing with some of the problems that we have right now in our world and, and how to take advantage of, of some of the industries that are rapidly changing mm-hmm. um, in terms of AI and other things. Um, and uh, so it's kind of interesting for me in terms of running the farm where it's this kind of it is an old factory business like kind of like what i was saying but thinking about ways that we can incorporate some of the ideas that you have in the book um yeah which i think are, yeah. are really innovative and, and smart so mm-hmm. well like i mean an example of how you're a new factory i mean part of how you're promoting yourself is on like instagram Right. You know, you're posting things there you have a, a following on instagram right but the other thing though that you were mentioning before we recorded this was that you were thinking about how you could uh, turn your competitors, which are, I guess, other organic farmers, or just any farmer, I guess, um, into partners, Mm -hmm. right? So um, so maybe you haven't thought a lot about that yet, but you thought that sounds interesting. Maybe maybe you could think about how that might might go. Maybe we could brainstorm that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that we're trying to do um, with the flowers this year is to bring all of the um, organic flower farms together who are in yeah. the region. There's an and there's a handful of them. There's less of them than there are vegetable farms. Right. So it kind of it is kind of good that it's a small group, um, in a way, um, and uh, we're trying to figure out a way that we can collectively market the flowers to wholesalers because um, at the as it is right now, we're all trying to do that individually. Um, uh, on our own platforms and we figure that it's it's probably a better idea to kind of bring everybody together under one platform and um and sell that way yeah um, and so hopefully that can be something that'll that'll continue to grow in years to come um, and right now we do like a flower collective um project on a monthly basis where we go to a, um, a farmer's market in ottawa and then we do um, customizable bouquets so that's kind of where it started and hopefully that'll turn into a collective where we can sell wholesale flowers as well. So collective in the sense that you're doing that uh, with other farmers that grow flowers right Correct. now. So the flowers will all be kind of um, aggregated um, in some way and then yeah. 
distributed to the, the florists or grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, that sounds like a, a great idea. And, you know, and, and the, the point of that strategy, which is that, you know, really is to um, integrate and elevate or elevate and integrate, but also uh, create a platform. There's a couple of strategies there. Um, is that you are kind of like saying, I'm going to go above the, this idea of competing and I'm just, we're just going to help all of us get more business, right? Um, and then you become kind of the coordinator or curator of that platform, right? Um, so that sounds like a really good idea. I mean, because if you're all trying to deal with all of this by yourself, and like this is typical in a lot of industries. Everybody's yeah. trying to, everybody's using the same resources, like say marketing to get out there. You know, so there's a hundred companies all doing marketing and, you know, and that slides up to a hundred units of marketing. You know, if you combined your efforts, you could put five units of marketing in together and that would be way better result for all of you with way less effort. So, but it always takes yeah. one of those hundred companies to elevate themselves above that and say, well, look, we could all cooperate with each other, you know? And, and it's it's getting away from that old factory idea of competing. Mm -hmm. They're always competing, competing, competing. So, yeah, anyway, that's good. Any any other, uh, maybe one last idea? Uh, well, one thing that we're already a part of as well is um, it's it's called uh, the Réseau or the Network of uh, Family Farmers uh -huh. in Quebec. Right. Um, so that's uh, like a group of farmers that came together um, to say that we want to collectively market the CSA model. Um, okay. And so people, uh, like cons customers, can find each farm's pickup location on a map. Um, so everybody's on the same map, and then they can pick which pickup location is more convenient for them. Um, and then the, the farms are um, vetted by some of the more senior farms yeah. um, to be brought in under this model. And yeah. so we became a part of that last year. And we're being part of it again this year. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that we can collectively market the, uh, the the CSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. That yeah. That makes total sense. I could totally see that. It's like it's like uh, one map. You could look at it and go, okay, this is the this is where I live, and you just click on it, and then that tells you who the provider is, and yeah, that would be yeah, very exactly. helpful to people. Yeah. So that sounds like a really good idea. That's really yeah. good. Okay. Here, here's one last question. Um, do you ever think that robots and some some kind of robot would ever be something you would actually use on your farm? I mean, at this point, I, I don't think so, but I don't know. You know, maybe uh -huh. eventually, because who knows? Right. Um, you know, robots are already being used to do all sorts of things in agriculture. Uh -huh. uh, the main thing is, is obviously GPS tractors, but I think there also are robots that do weeding and harvesting. Um, yeah, yeah capacity or that's being developed so um right because our farm is so unmechanized as it is like yeah. because we don't even use a tractor um i find it hard to imagine but it's possible well, I, I have this vision of these little r2d2s like little tiny guys and they go out and they just kind of keep an eye on everything like you know and you're still out there doing it but they're kind of there helping you i you know i, I just uh I just thought, yeah, that. I mean, you might just say, I don't want to have robots around me right now when I'm doing this, but, but you know, you just, you know, you you're using like your smartphone and you've got your yeah. Instagram, you know. So there, it's not like you don't have any technology, right? And uh, who knows, 
right? So that's that's this is what I'm trying to get people to understand too. Is like we think of robots in such a traditional sense, you know, it's like uh, the Terminator or something. But um, but most of robots won't even look like a robot. Like they'll look like just a little machine or something on wheels or whatever. Who knows? It may not even be on wheels, but it could be, you know, something that would be very helpful. And then you could do more organic farming with actually less resources and feed more people. So who knows? But anyway, a self-driving, a self-driving delivery van would be not too bad. Oh, there you go. I would sign up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows that? So, so I, I, I think that, you know, part of my book is and when i talk about my book is that we're just so caught up in how things are now in our but who would have even imagined like say 2001 the smartphone like the iphones that we have now and all the things it does i mean it's we couldn't have imagined it like maybe in science fiction but we went whatever but nothing like how we use it now so anyway so who knows what where it's all going but anyway that's such a great uh thing that you're doing Douglas I just think it's um, just a fantastic business um, just doing good things for the world and uh, obviously you get a lot of pleasure from it and you feel like you're doing something you love and I, I mean I guess part of it's just being able to be outside a lot right so it's not in an office and yeah being and, out and in the fresh air and um, it's, it's really important to me too yeah um, getting to decide what I do each day. It's, uh-huh. really en- it's really enjoyable and fulfilling. Right. Um, it's not all easy though, and uh, there's yeah. a lot of difficulties. Um, but it's worth it a, a lot of but, the time. But it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. So that's really good. So so what we're gonna do? If you look, it's on the YouTube here below. Um, we'll have a couple of links. Uh, so to your website. So we'll put a link on there, and then we'll have a link to your Instagram page so people would there would there be any other links that we should put on there maybe or or would those be the two main ones those, those are the two ones yeah, yeah. Sure. okay so That's we'll put those on there uh so people want to learn more about your business or even sign up for your csa they can from from that uh, link right yeah, yeah that would great. be excellent yes. okay all right so um so thanks for uh helping me here Douglas, because it's the first one it just like a little bit full disclosure we're just trying to work out all the technology here too and Douglas was uh, kind enough to be my guinea pig, uh, but I think it worked out. The experiment worked out really well. I think it was great. Okay, so so thanks for thanks for coming. So that's the uh, yeah. So that's the big idea television for today. And just keep looking for the next episodes. Um, if you like this episode, send it out to your friends. Like send a link or share this uh, video. On YouTube, on your YouTube, um, also subscribe, of course, to the YouTube channel. So thanks for coming, and have a have a big idea week, and we'll see you next week.